Hello, 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 and welcome to another edition of The Breakthrough Maze. My name is Joe Applebaum, and what I do here is I speak to entrepreneurs that are looking to create more power, more freedom, and more self-expression in their life. Welcome to the program. What up, Uri in the house? What's going on? Hello. How are you? Thank you very much for making time for me. I appreciate it. Fantastic. Fantastic. Thank you. I am doing unbelievable. How are you? Um, I'm great. Um, basically, I'm working with Aish, with university students here in Bristol, England. Cool. And uh, you, I, you piqued my curiosity as someone that would be able to give them, infuse them with a little bit of positivity in terms of many students don't necessarily know exactly where they're going. So like maybe some students are doing um, um, maybe law or medicine, things like that, so they have a clear vision. But other students, which are, you know, more figure themselves out. How old are the students? They're all university students. Okay. So they're somewhere between 17 and 21 in that range? Yeah. Yeah, maybe 18 to 22, something like that, yeah. So I was wondering if you could try to like maybe just like think in terms of um, the past goal clarity in terms of how do you be able to rock today despite the fact that the, the future is uncertain. So like so how, how do you, you rock today? Right. Yeah. So what have you what have you told students and what have they replied to you? Because I'm sure you've tried to tell them something. Oh, sorry. So what's the quote? I maybe it wasn't so clear. What I was hoping to do is like basically one of the things that I've been emphasizing a lot of lot while we're here is to in terms of the Jewish community, in terms of like learning from each other. Um, because some students have, despite the uncertainty, have, you know, invest their heart and soul into their work and others struggle through it. Um, and many, so, you know, I've been building that type of framework and many students have said to me, so it's very nice what we, how we think, but maybe you can get somebody that's out there on the field that's been successful that could share some insight. Okay. So they want to, they want to hear some insight from somebody else on the field that's out there because they are not always giving it their all. Yeah. And sometimes they feel lost or they feel stuck or they feel disappointed and that's not a good place to be. It's not a place where they want to be. They want to have happiness. They want to have freedom. They want to have power. They want to have vitality. And for some reason, some of the people that have a more clear goal in their life, they're feeling that. And the question I always tell students is why? Why are people that have more clarity in their life, why do they have more motivation? Why do you think so, that's the case? So let me throw this back at you, which is, which is, as an entrepreneur, do you operate with a clear vision of where you need to go or are you more focused on maximizing today? Is it because you know where you're going or because you, you're thinking very strategically on your feet? Well, there, there, there's a, you need to have the balance, right? Because you can say you know where you're going, but then you can't stand on today. It's not going to work. So you got to have the right balance. So life is a balancing act. An entrepreneur is a person that's moving really fast in life. So the faster you move, the better balance you need to have because the more likely you are that you're going to fall. If a child doesn't know how to walk and they start to run, what's going to happen? They're going to fall every time. They're going to be like, all right, you got to slow down. You got to slow down, but you can't slow down too much and just stop and just lay there like a turtle. You got to get up and move too. So how much should you move? And like, what's, what's, you know, I don't know if you've ever, have you ever um, driven 
Have you ever driven a car that's clutch? No, not myself. Okay, so if anybody listening to this has ever driven a car that's clutch, there's an idea called balance. If you just literally just leave go of the clutch and you're not pressing the gas, the car stalls and it jumps forward and it jerks everybody like crazy. Have you ever seen a car do that? Have you ever experienced that at all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's I know super, you're describing. Super frustrating. And most people that try to drive stick, they don't do it because they're afraid they're not going to be able to get the perfect balance. So in life, we have to find that balance. For some people, they're more in tune with, let's move forward fast, and then we're okay with failure. For some people, they're very risk-averse because of how they were brought up. They're like, let me take it really, really slow. Let me find a, a good job, even if it pays very little. It's secure. The less a job pays, the more secure it is. You know that? The less a job pays, the more secure it typically is. Because the people that are employing you, they're like, whatever, let's just keep them on. We're paying them 15 cents an hour. Who cares? You could find that job anywhere. You could find a minimum paid job anywhere. You could be a cashier anywhere. You can be a Walmart greeter anywhere. You don't have to be a big chacham to have that. You don't have to have a big specialty. But if you're the CEO of a company, you're always living in fear that someone's going to take away your $200,000 salary. If you're a big executive, you're always afraid that someone's going to take your money. Someone's going to take your spot because there's only one spot out of 100,000 jobs. There's one spot, only one. So an entrepreneur is a person who's a risk taker. But at the same time, you need to be super strategic because you can't take dumb risks. You know what it's called to take a dumb risk? It's called gambling. And some people think it's a gamble that you got to get lucky in life. So can you give me like one example from something that you do that's in, are doing now that's risky? Something that I'm doing now that's risky is I'm spending time writing a book. I'm spending time writing a book. Now, I could be investing that time into making sales. I could be investing that time into recruiting talent. But I decided to spend some of my time writing a book, and I wrote 8,000 words towards my book called High Energy Answers. And the reason I'm doing this is because I had a conversation with students, and they need answers. So I want to leverage my time, but it's risky. Maybe nobody will like it. Maybe nobody will buy it. Maybe it'll be a total waste of my time. Maybe, I, maybe people will read it and be like, this is garbage. Like, what are you even sharing this stuff for? You're not qualified to share anything. Like, why are you doing this? So it's risky to do that. It's also risky to start a new aspect of my business. For example, I decided last year that I'm going to start offering LinkedIn services. For the past several years, I did not offer exclusively LinkedIn services in my business, but I decided, you know what, Let me LinkedIn's big. Microsoft paid $26.2 billion for LinkedIn. Let me go in on LinkedIn. That's super risky. What if LinkedIn closes down? It's possible. Is it not possible that a social media site like MySpace can close down? But what are you and investing in that aspect of your business? Like I'm investing my resources, my time, my advertising, picking up clients. Did you know that Google Plus officially closed down? That the official uh -huh. Google decided to open up a social media network. They put all the resources into it. And then they said, you know what? A couple of years later, they closed it down. Could you imagine if I went all in on Google Plus and then all of a sudden now I have to reinvent my business two years later because they closed down? So I brand myself around LinkedIn. Now I'm the LinkedIn speaker, the LinkedIn expert. I'm out there. That's super risky. People are like, dude, you're crazy. Don't do that. That's dumb. But I say, if, it, if I win, I win big because I'm the person that's willing to take the risk. I'm the one that's willing to put myself out there and to take that risk and become that LinkedIn expert and create that LinkedIn course and support people on the biggest, most successful professional social network in the world. There are many risks that you have to be willing to take, but with a balance. I didn't just go into it just like blindly. I first picked up clients to pay me. I first lined up a school that said they're going to buy a certain amount of books from me when I launched my book. I first put it uh -huh. on media and I found a few thousand people that they said that they would read and buy the book. 
So the risk is there that it could be they said they're going to do it, but they're not going to do it. Okay, fine, cool. I hear that. So if you would go back a few years when your risks were a little bit more relatable to where these students are at. Yeah, I had a, so for, had a job. I'll give you an example. I had a job. I was getting paid a very good salary, being the CMO of a luxury watch business. Okay, very, very successful. I helped them go from $3 million to $40 million in revenue. And I had a bunch of side hustles. I didn't want to take a risk and quit my job and start a business. So the way that I did it was I risked my after hours instead of watching TV, instead of like playing video games and all the other stuff that I would enjoy doing more than having a side hustle is I had side hustles. I tried to make money at night. I sold stuff on eBay. I, I tried to build an SEO company. I tried to do web design. I had an IT business. I had I was building sukkahs for people. Could you imagine me? Building sukkahs for people? Yeah, I was building sukkahs. I was building these little huts for people outside their house. I had 400 clients. I was building sukkahs for them and three crews every single year. So I was doing all different types of things to be able to earn a living, to be able to make money. And then all of a sudden, one day I realized that one of my side hustles is really taking off. I had a partner in one of my side hustles, and the side hustle was really taking off. And he told me, he's like, Joe, it's time for you to come work full time here. And I said, I don't know that I want to do that because that means I have to give up my very, very good salary. And that means I have to give up all my side hustles and just focus on one business. He's like, yeah, but if you want to build a multi-million dollar business, you got to focus. You got to focus on one partner with one job and one with one thing and like one pride, like just focus. You got to focus. And I was like, all right, all right, let me go speak to my wife. And then finally, I decided I was going to take a major risk, quit my job with the blessing of that CEO. I went to the CEO at the time and I said, tell me what I should do. I have the side hustle is taking off. He said, go be your own CEO, build your own multi-million dollar business. I'll become your biggest client. I gave him a big hug, got super emotional. I had the support because I told people because I had a goal because I was motivated because I was excited to get it done. And so I went and I took that risk. I jumped in. And let me tell you, this is 2008, 2009. This is not a a fun time to go quit your job. Not a fun time to start a business that does marketing where people are cutting all their marketing budgets. But right. I said, I'm targeting small businesses. It's a calculated risk. I already have 30 clients. I already have employees. I already have a partner that's been working in the business for six months straight, killing himself to make it happen. And I'm doing it at night, killing myself to make it happen. Let's make, let's make it real. And we went all in. And by the way, when you're so when you're so connected with making it happen when you're so dedicated that no matter what you're going to make it happen when you burn your boats as napoleon hill says in his book think and grow rich and you cut off all other options you don't really have a choice it's like your face is underwater you have to breathe you don't have a choice you have to breathe so that's the idea the idea is being all in being committed most people are not committed most people are waiting for somebody to come save them. And I say, don't right. wait for somebody to come save you. Take responsibility for your life. Take responsibility for your life and be real. Be all in. Like, give it everything you got. Most people are not willing to do that. Most people are waiting for somebody to come save them. I was speaking to a homeless guy. And he said, for 18 years, he's, he's walking the streets. 18 years. I said, 18 years is a long time. And I'm like, how much longer do you want, do you want to be walking the streets? He said, I want to get out. I was like, you want to get out? What are you doing? What are you doing to get out? He said, I'm waiting for someone to come and save me. And I said, a lot of people live their life that way, waiting for somebody to come and save you. I said, no one's coming for you. He said, yeah, Moshe Rabashkin's coming for me. I was like, no, he's not. Nobody's coming for you. 
He's like, I'm waiting for somebody to come get me, come, come, come save me from the streets and give me everything that I need. I was like, are you taking drugs? He said, yes. I said, nobody's going to come save you. Nobody's going to come save you because you're busy trying to be comfortable instead of getting out of your comfort zone and doing something with yourself and getting clean and taking responsibility for your own life. You have to step into your own life. And a lot of times people don't have the resources. A lot of times people don't have what they need. They don't have the life, but you don't need the resources. You've got to figure out how to be more resourceful. If you're committed and you want, and you're just going to do whatever it takes, you become unstoppable. That's the thing. You need to become unstoppable. You've got to find a goal. It doesn't have to be a traditional goal, like I want to make a certain amount of money. It doesn't have to be a traditional goal, like I want to become a doctor, but you've got to find something that you're going to obsess with. It's a skill that you're going to learn. If you're in university, if you're in college, you're there to learn skills, life skills. You're there to learn from your teachers. They have life experience that they can teach you. Instead of going out and partying all day, like a lot of people I see do, which is nice, which is fun, which is pleasure, which is your comfort zone, you got to get outside of your comfort zone. You got to get outside of the, the thing that you want, like this thing called pleasure, and instead, like, jump into creating something for yourself like master something a lot of people that go to college they end up leaving college just with debt and they end up suffering for a long time to try to get out of the debt with a very very insignificant job it's your job to create the life that you want no one's going to create it for you if you like if you haven't read books like think and grow rich like napoleon hill's think and grow rich if you haven't taking the time to study with the successful people, whether they went to college, whether they didn't go to college, you still have to do the work. College doesn't do the work for you. They just give you a structured way to get the, the information, the organized information. But you have to be the one that actually takes that information and turns it into Benjamins, turns it into dollar bills, or maybe in your area, turns it into pounds. And I'm not talking about pounds by overeating. I'm talking about pounds by making money, by adding value, by solving problems. You know, I didn't know what I wanted to do when I was 17, when I was 18. I had no idea what I wanted to do. I had no skills. I didn't know how to use computers. I didn't know how to use the internet. I knew how to play video games. But I, my mother, I went to my mother and I said, Ma, what should I do? I, you never sent me to college. I don't know how to do anything. How am I going to ever make money? So she got really emotional because she didn't either go to college. She's like, I don't know what the answer is, but I know that there's a place where the answers are. And she took me to the library. And she said, in that building, she pointed to the building and she said, in that building, you have all your answers. Go in there, get a bunch of books. It doesn't cost any money. It's free. And I went and I got bought books about computers. And then finally, we bought a computer for me. And I became a computer expert. And I became a web designer. And I started making websites for people. Initially, I did it for free. But over time, people started paying me. And before you know it, I was doing over 100 websites for people. And they say, if you build it, they will come. I build it. Nobody came. Nobody showed up. So I had to learn how to market it. And I started doing search engine optimization. And then before you know it, I started really understanding business. And I started, I serviced over 1,100 companies, one of the fastest growing companies in the U.S. And I realized if you build it, they will not come. You got to market it. But even if you market it, if you market the wrong thing with the wrong strategy, you're still going to go out of business. So I had to figure out how to help people be able to have a better strategy, a better plan. Because guess what? The right strategy will save you a decade. So your question that you started this podcast off with was, should I, should I have a strategy or should I focus on being in the now? And I say, you got to have the right balance. You got to have a plan for the future, but at the same time, you got to be fully present in the now. You can't hope for the best.
you got to have a real strategy. But at the same time, you can't worry of whether or not your strategy is going to happen and always be focused on your strategy. You got to change your strategy if your life changes. If your circumstance changes, you got to be willing to create a new strategy. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't have one. Have a plan and then change it. Have a plan. Execute. The next 90 days, you got to be present. You got to be executing like mad. And then, at the, and then you eventually, people overestimate what they could achieve in a year. And they, they vastly underestimate what they can accomplish in a decade. A decade's a long time. I hear you. Very cool. Very cool. Thank you. This is very valuable. This episode of The Breakthrough Maze is brought to you by Ajax Union, a digital marketing agency based in Brooklyn, New York. Ajax Union's core focus is to support B2B companies to generate better leads, nurture those leads from the top of the funnel to the bottom line. Visit www.ajaxunion.com to learn more about our amazing offering. Thanks for listening to The Breakthrough Maze, hosted by Joe Applebaum. We hope that by listening to the journey of a stranger, you've become inspired to want a little more freedom, a little more power, and a little more vitality. To find out more about Joe Applebaum or this incredible public coaching session, go to www.joeapplebaum.com. Also, head over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. Help make it possible for more people to benefit from this free coaching. Leave a comment describing what you got out of this episode.